Hello, hello. You're listening to Rochelle Jones from Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I am excited about this week. I'm excited about what God is about to do in your life. And I kind of want to talk about anticipation and being able to anticipate just the freedom, life, liberty, love, all those things that keep us up, right? It is so easy to get down. It is so easy to be negative. It's so easy to look at the um, the downers of life, right? But it's not always easy to just look at the good things. I'm so glad I woke up this morning. I'm so glad that I had a, a plan for the day. Hallelujah. I started my day off just, you know, um, asking God to just help me. Every day is a new day and new opportunity to be able to redo it again. If you think you messed up something, you get to do it again. If you if you feel like you kind of shifted, got off track in any way, you get to do it again. If you had a disagreement or you want to go fix it and clean it up, you get to do it again. You know, it's not the end of the world. Don't don't get down. Don't start beating yourself up. Don't start don't start um feeding yourself that negativity, right? Don't start feeding yourself doubt. That's another thing. Doubt can weigh you down. Can you imagine that every um, form of doubt is just another weight on your shoulders? And we are trying to remove all the heaviness, all the weights, and anticipate what God is doing and saying. Amen. If he said that we would have victory, then victory it is. If he will cause us to triumph, then sometimes we just got to sit back and breathe and 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 see what God is saying to us, right, in this season, you know? Sometimes if you want that favorite horse on the merry-go-round, you got to let it go around and come around again, then jump on. So where are you needing to jump on in life? Where are you needing to get back up, pick back up? You know, there's so many projects that I planned to do, started to do, and didn't complete it. And the one thing I know, when you complete something, you really feel good, right? Um, To the patch on the wall. You know, you compounded it, you sanded it, but you never went back to kind of just paint over that little spot so it can blend in with the rest of the wall. And every time you walk by, you see that compound patch unpainted. How many things are you walking back and forth and walking past and it's uncompleted? It's not done, you know? Right now we got a break. We didn't have to shovel snow. We don't have to go mow the yard. That's some time that we have for ourselves to continue to create and to plan. I, you know, I want to I wanna talk to the uh, mothers out here, the moms who are just exhausted, right? I mean, they are caregivers, 24-7, and when they're not caregiving, then they're probably working, trying to um, make ends meet so that they can get back to caregiving at the uh, by the end of that afternoon. I want to encourage you moms. I want to encourage you single moms. I know there's a lot on your plate, but I want you to know that God loves you and appreciates you because you are the mouth, the hands, you are the movement, you are the love vessel that he wants to use to inspire, to support, to love his children. God loves children. He loves family. 
but mostly he loves you, mom. He loves you, single mom. He loves you, dad, single dad. I just want to encourage all those who are pressing, trying. Amen. I, it's not easy. You know, sometimes there people don't pat you on the back. They look at all the flaws or, oh, you should have done this. You should have done that. You may be saying that even to yourself. But I want you to just pause a moment <laughs> and just smile and say, God, thank you for getting me through the day. Thank you for loving me so that I can love others. And if you need some healing, it's okay. Then you take moments in the morning before the kids wake up and you get before the Lord and you ask him, heal me, show me the ways and what I check out sometimes or ways that I, 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 I get so frustrated so fast. I get angry, whatever it is, we get to give it to God and trust that he's going to show us, that he's going to tell us that he'll send people information, whatever it is that we have need of, whatever it is that he needs to get to us, he's going to get to us. Amen. I'm remembering Daniel 10.10, and he was waiting for, Daniel was waiting for an answer from God. And he had prayed a prayer, and he's like, you know, I'm going to fast these 21 days until his answer came. And the angel told him, hey, God heard you the first day you prayed and, and sent me to come give you the answer. But while I was on my way to come give you the answer, the prince of Persia held me up. And he had to wait for another archangel, Michael, to come to war with that um, prince of Persia so that he could come and give Daniel the response. Well, that's exciting that God hears your prayer the moment you pray it. When it leaves your mouth, he hears you. Hallelujah. And there might be something, some force, some, some blockage, some filter that might keep you from hearing the answer. Hallelujah. Wait on it. Wait on the Lord. Wait on your answer. Don't make it up. <laughs> so many times we try to filibuster, let's say, or we try to fake it till we make it. I don't want to lose precious time faking anything. I don't want to go if I didn't hear the instruction to go. You know, I don't, I don't want to help if God didn't tell me to help. Because, I mean, I have helped all my life. And there are times when I'm like, right on. That was right on. That was the right thing to do. That was the God thing to do. And there's times that I've helped, and it was a form of enabling. It looked like a form of, um, and, it, and it doesn't work. It's not appreciated. There are signs to it. And we have to look for those things, those signs. Amen. Some people don't appreciate your assistance or your help. And so we have to have wisdom. Don't don't let me, Father God, uh, out of my own emotions, um, <clears throat> do things. But let me do things strategically according to your plan. Amen. You, you don't you listen. If God's blessing is on uh, Blue Hill Ave, right there in, in front of Stop and Shop, that's exactly where you want to be. Because that's where he's throwing down the blessing. 
And if you you decided you're going to go to the post office, and he's like, no, you know what? I I didn't say be at the post office. And a lot of times we're doing things and we're in places that we don't need to be. And so we're missing out on the blessing that God has for us. And so those things too, you know, when you have so many mishaps, when when you've missed blessings sometimes because you're not in the right place or where you need to be, um, you know, it gets frustrating. And when we're frustrated, then we start talking negative to God. God, you don't keep your word. We begin to doubt him. We begin to doubt his word. Happens to the best of us. And guess who helps? Guess who's there assisting that negativity but the enemy? It's funny, if the enemy doesn't know our thoughts, he can't read our minds, then how is it that he knows what forces and traps to keep giving us? Because sometimes it's not new things that throw us off. It's the same thing, you know? And how does he know to do this thing? Well, sometimes he watches what we, we do. He watches what we say. And, um, and so, therefore, if you're speaking faith, he won't be able to dictate detect, I'm sorry, what it is that you're trying to do. That sometimes the things in the direction that we're going is not a secret. Out of the mouth speaks the heart. And so therefore, we can pretty much tell what's going on in a person's life by the things they say and the things they speak. They may sound positive one minute, but then watch them, watch their life, watch their behaviors. Do, do, do your behaviors Line up with what you say. Mm. And so, therefore, we've talked about it before. Don't say you want to play the guitar and then your actions don't demonstrate it. You, you, you know, you have a saxophone. Well, you're never going to learn the guitar if you're playing the saxophone. I mean, that's a pretty silly example, but it's kind of what we do. And so we want God to bless kind of this way, you know, but but we're we're doing the opposite of what we what we say that we want, and so we've got to let uh, our yes be yes and our no be no. We have to walk in that alignment of what we say. You know, that's got to be who who we are. It's got to be the core. That's got to be the direction. That everything you do has got to be centered around the very thing that you say you want. And therefore, the thing that you say has to be driven with your values and your passion. Because if not, you'll drop it. I guess my question to you is what motivates you? You know, because if you're motivated by it, then it'll drive you in those low places and those low times. And so we have to find it. We just can't say it. But, you know, I have a, I have a nephew who, who he wants to play basketball he thinks he's the best player. Well, how are you the best player if you don't practice or you don't go outside? How are you the best dribbler if you never dribble the ball? And so there are people who wake up dribbling. They go to bed with the ball in their hand. Their parents have to pry it out their arms. They wake up dribbling. They dribble to school. They dribble home. They're at the court. They're practicing their motions. They create basketball hoops even out of a cardboard so they can get that motion of the hand. And that's a person, how are you going to compete with someone who doesn't bounce the ball to somebody 
who's bouncing it all the time. And so, therefore, it doesn't kind of line up sometimes. And people aren't going to invest in what they don't see you do. So you you want me to take my gas, my car, and drive you to different places when you're not even willing to dribble the ball. You don't need a hoop to learn how to bounce the ball. So people watch those things. And we have to learn how to watch our lives, how to watch what we say. Do we mean it or is it just airtime? We just saying it, you know? And so, anticipation, anticipating, being excited about what God is doing and going to do. Woo! There's so many situations that we presented to God. While there's so many possibilities, it's just it's just endless. The, the healing that God wants to do in your life. Not only heal you of past pains, but begin to heal you that you really can be free to love and to give and that your filters aren't filtered on pain so that when someone says something, you're so quick to jump because of the last time that was said to you. You wouldn't be afraid of relationships because you would be completely healed. And so, therefore, you're not triggered. You don't get easily upset by situations because you're healed. You're dead to it. It's funny that a dead person is not going to respond, right, because they're not alive. And there's some areas as a Christian in our life that we just have to become dead. We cannot no longer respond to those things. But everything is a lesson. So if you call me a name <laughs> and I respond to it, then I'm not dead to that. I'm not dead to that name. I'm not dead to that situation. If you have forgiven, and yet every time the person that you have forgiven speaks and it agitates you, vexes you, causes instant anger, then you're not dead. Because dead people, remember, don't respond. When you're dead to something, it's new, right? When, when You're not keeping a list. You, you, you're, not on, you're not on number 52. This isn't the 52. If you're forgiven, you're on one. You're responding as though that's the first time it happened. And so this is not something that I'm ringing out into the airways. This is something that it hits close to home because as I examine my own life, I want to make sure that I have given those things to God and that I'm free. And when, I, and when the enemy comes or, um, to test me in that area, I'm, I'm responding like a dead person, <laughs> meaning I won't have a response at all. Hallelujah. And I know sometimes in the back of our mind we're like, Oh, well, if I keep letting them do this, <clears throat> and so therefore, the, the minute we start to think that way, then we have to say, did I honestly let that go? And did I honestly really forgive? Because when true forgiveness, when God forgives us, he said he remembers it no more. He said it's as far, it's, it is as far as the east is to the west. And so that's, that's, that's a distance. That's 
he doesn't remember it anymore. And so, wow, it's going to take a lot (laughs) to get me to that place where I don't remember it at all. And so, God, your requirement is that I forgive. I don't know how I just got on, how we shifted to forgiveness, but here we are. Holy Spirit, help us. Help us to be aware and to acknowledge, to heal, and then shift, to shift. You know, when things are fresh, amen, I, I might need a moment. I need a moment because when I go to respond to you, I want it to be in love, and I want it to be as though it was the first time and not the 27th or the 52nd time. Because when you respond after somebody has offended you 52 times, believe me, it won't be nice. And if you if you keep pressing the issue, it may not even be godly. And so, Lord, hallelujah, begin to transform us from the inside and truly heal us. Not because we said the words, but because we did the work. And doing the work means, wow, I may have to confront it. I've got to examine myself. I've got to really look at what hurt me about that situation. Why am I unable to let that thing go? You know, um, they say a lot of times that people get angry, but they say anger is just the distracting emotion. You know, it's distracting you from the real emotion. And the real emotion can be embarrassment or frustration. And because we feel we're out of control, right, and so therefore we might get angry and display it in that way, in an angry way, when all the time it's like, wow, I, I, I feel a little out of control. I feel like I can't handle, like, like I'm not in control of this situation or I can't manipulate this situation, so I tend to get angry. And now everybody's so caught up in the anger, we're not dealing with that little small thing or the embarrassment, or the shame, or the pain. And we don't like to address pain. We want to pop a Tylenol and it go away. But the funny thing about they say about medicines is that it's not really curing the problem. It's just masking the problem. The problem is still really existing. It's just you don't feel it anymore. And what happens when we don't feel something anymore, then we, we're not really taking care of it, right? And so if I can push, if I can get angry, if I can keep myself from really feeling and dealing with the problem at hand or what the initial problem is, then I won't, I won't ever be set free. And we're not talking about masking and covering up anymore. We want to be set free, right? Because that's when you're going to have true peace. That's when you're going to be able to, huh, be able to troubleshoot and brainstorm and, um, and, and help others. Like, right, if we're still masking and pretending, we may have good advice, but we're really not coming from a, a space of, you know, having done the work ourselves to be to be free and so I don't know what you know holds you down or what holds you um back but try to but try to uh use utilize some of these these techniques you know 
So, but God is good. I th- I thank God that He's patient with us. You know, I thank God that He is so willing to try to help us be the people that He created us to be. Right, because I don't know. I I don't. I don't want to live, you know, and I know I know the Word of God is so powerful, and we have so many examples in the Word of God, but I can, I can read about Abraham, Moses, and David, right? But I'm reading about their journey and how they live their life, and I've got to learn how to take that information and hear what God is wanting for my life, that when they read the book of Rochelle, they'll, it, the, it, not to copy it, but to be able to be able to say, wow, because she listened to God, because she didn't allow herself to be saturated in fear and uncertainty, uh, right? This is what she was able to create and to produce. And that's what we want to be able to do. We want to be able to create and produce what God said. Well, we have a lot of work to do. I mean, you know, we have a lot of work to do because the only only person in God is going to judge me for for being is uh, is or not being is me. He's like, why weren't you your own fingerprint? Like, why are you trying to copy everybody else and repeat everybody else? What do you say about the situation? And once you know what you want to say about the situation, you know, then. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just got a thought like the Bible tells us about, you know, communion. And he said, as often as you do it, do it in remembrance of me. I, I need to remember the Lord every moment. I know it might be um, silly to take communion every moment. But there was a season when I want, I took communion every day because I wanted to be close to God every day. Right. And that was me in the physical trying to get close to God. Reading the scriptures is another way that we can get close to God. And I didn't know, I I used to hear, you know, my pastors and them preaching about having a relationship with God, but I didn't know how to really have a relationship with God. You know, I I can kind of hear how you have what your relationship looks like, and then I can try to fit it into my, my own purse but it's like mm, that's that's not even how he knitted me one he knows my mind and how it works and my energy level he knows whether I'm a morning person or an evening person and so uh, they got up early you know I, if you don't get up early then then what you're you're sinner doomed to hell you got to find what works for you if taking communion every day works for you then take it but some people take it once a month, you know, once a week. Take it whenever you need to remember what God's done for you. There's only two things he really said. It was to do. It was baptism and communion, right? And that's what we do the least of in our churches. Oh, boy, I don't want to get in trouble. But nevertheless, right, how many baptisms have you seen? In, in, in some denominations, it's often, and in others, it's not. 
You know, how many people have you baptized? You know, how often do you take communion? How often are you supernatural? It has to be something supernatural about it that when we take on the bread and and the the you know the blood and the bread of Christ wow it's it's transforming us from the inside out and everybody could stand a little trans- transformation it's like what do we need to do cuz we got to get our streets back we got to get our children back we have to we have to be able to get to a place where our words are powerful i, I love it when Paul said, he's, I'm not Paul, but I, I like what he said. He said, I didn't come with you with enticing words. But I came to you with demonstration and power. Like, man, that speaks to me. <laughs> I mean, it speaks to me in a sense that, you know, I, I, people don't need your words. They, they don't need how you, what can I do for you? And you don't show up. People need you there now asap they need you having faith that's that 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 will be able to lay hands on the sick so they recover right don't give me no fancy prayer tongues and and people walk away still with the pain because then there's there's a a a glitch somewhere in the brain but God is a supernatural being. He's able to do supernatural things. He's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. And if he healed then, he can heal today. What do I need to do, Lord, to line myself up to have that level of thinking and faith and power? He's like, you're not trying to get power. He's already given you power. He said, I have given unto you power to tread upon the scorpions and the serpents and over all the power of the devil. Walk in your power. As we end this conversation today, walk in your power. Paul gave you an example. The the Bible is an example of what one can do when they hear what God has for them. I look forward to hearing about it, reading about it in the newspapers, and seeing it in the community. God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. You are listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. You have a powerful week until we hear each other again. God bless.